0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Qala Allahu wa sallama wa baraka ala khatam an nabiyyin ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in brothers, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Continuing the chapter we started last week discussing the case that some of this ummah ummat Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will worship idols. And the author brought some ayahs and some hadith to prove that. And we said that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in his holy book and what Muhammad sallallahu wa mentioned in his sahih hadith is clearly showing us just to them not to accept or approve that some of this ummah will worship idols. the Ayahs we mentioned before three, uh, three Ayahs and tonight Inshallah we'll talk about the three hadith first of them is the hadith of Abu Sa'id al him, which is narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim actually this hadith has a story it's not mentioned in this book the story was that after Hanil battle when Muhammad S.A.W won and had victory on Hawazin tribe. That's after Mecca, when he took Mecca from Quraysh for this, he went to meet and fight Hawazin, which was one of the largest tribes, Arab tribes in that area, Taifa and North. And actually that time a lot of people followed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and accepted Islam, but majority of them were ignorant, they just accepted Islam, so while he was coming back sallam from Hunain back to Makkah, they passed by a tree, a great tree, large tree, polygists used to use that tree to hang things on it, to gain Barakah, Blessing, all Before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when some of these Sahaba, new sahaba, new, new Muslims, saw that they asked the Sullah to make them a tree. So they can hang their things into it, so they can have barakah of it. Now ignorance just accepted Islam, they didn't know that this is wrong and not accepted. Now, these are new and they just understood Islam, they did not understand it completely. Now, some of Muslims now, they are living as Muslims and they are born as Muslims and they think that this grace gets barakah. How far this tree from the grace? Almost the same now. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Allahu Akbar. And Allahu Akbar you say it or Subhanallah when you say it, it means that you are grating Allah for what has been said. The of girl who said to Allah to the Sahaba, you said exactly what the Bani Israel said to Musa. There's another story again. Bani Israel, when Allah saved them from Fir'aun, and they passed the sea, the dry sea. When they walked with Musa, going to Palestine, they saw some people worshipping idols, Station. So they asked Musa to make an idol for them so they will worship it. Make a god for us so we worship him. So Muhammad said, Allahu Akbar, you said, He's talking he to his Sahaba, those ones who requested a tree for barakah or blessing, you said the same as Bali Israel said to Musa, make a god for us then he said لَتَتَّبِعُنَّ تَنَنَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ you will follow the nations before you step by step even if they go and get inside a hole of sand lizard, because in Arabic maybe you have this in Arabic if they get into that hole you will get to the same some other parts of the hadith or some words of this hadith some other narrated some other sunnah gathered they said, even if there are some of them will make zina to his mother in the street, you will do the same. Now, see what is happening in some of these civilized countries in the West. When a man takes his girlfriend in front of the others in the park, and he makes zina to her in front of the others. How dirty is that? when muslims really come and try to copy this and they think this is civilization we want to be civilized you know are, why are we so bad these civilized people they made missiles and uh, atomic bombs because they take their girlfriends their into the park and make love to them that is the case astaghfirullah so those muslims are really copying some muslims now are copying The i wish they copied the good things i wish they copied how they to make missiles or to make uh, medical things or make that's fantastic, but they did not cover them in these good things, they covered them in the wrong things. How to make their hair like this, how to cut their hair this way, like marie, how to shave their beard, how to wear tight pants, or so on. SubhanAllah, العظيم. Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم told us that will happen, and this is happening now in this ummah. So when he says صلى الله عليه وسلم, لَتَتَبِعُنَا سَنَنَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ He means it صلى الله عليه وسلم. He means it صلى الله عليه وسلم. So part of this ummah now are really worshipping idols. And the idol, as we said, is a wider world than the case of statues. Stations could be only the made shape of a human being or a, 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 an animal or anything. But idol is anything, including even a grave, including a tree. Anything worshipped beside Allah or instead of Allah is an idol. Now this Ummah really is coming the, the Christian Jew in this case. May somebody say, no, wait, wait, Christians are not worshipping idols, they are worshipping Isa. Yes, they are worshipping Isa and they are worshipping the idols of Isa and the cross, as they call it. They are worshipping the pictures of Mary. They are worshipping so many things that some of you, and that's of course incorrect to be done, got into this church of the Christians. You will be amazed, when you see how many pictures and idols in there. So, he, وسلم, said this hadith to warn his ummah from falling into what the Christian, and Jew fell in. What they did, actually, they got into the big mistake. They followed the steps of Shaytan, while Allah, Subhanahu wa Taala, have already warned all bani Adam not to follow the steps of Shaitan. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَّاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ Shaytan has steps. He doesn't come and ask the person directly to go to Jahannam or to go to Kufu. He wants them to go step by step. When he asks people to bury a past person into a masjid, he is actually not asking them for shirk or polytheism, But he is asking them to step to polytheism one step ahead. How he convinced people to do so? He comes to say, you this is a pious person, alim, scholar, a good da'iyah has been spent more, more, most of his life in da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why you bury him with the regular people in the cemetery? Or in the graveyard? That's incorrect. You should respect these awliya. So how do we respect them? Bury them in the masjid. Astaghfirullah. Why? Muhammad as you mentioned in some other chapters before, clearly cursed the Jew Christians because they have done this when they buried their good people into the masjid or their place of prayer. Somebody says, yeah, what's the problem? A respected person will be, a, will be buried in a respected place. What's the problem here? The problem you cannot see it in the first place. In the beginning, those people who buried this person, they knew. They just stop by, assalamu alaikum wa as they say for the graveyard, like Muhammad sallallahu used to do in Sunni ziyara. But later on, generations after generations will come one day that these generations later on will worship this grave instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We mean worshipping, we don't mean that to pray and yeah, to make sujood for this grave. This is, not, yeah, this is rare. You cannot see this much actually. But, worshipping here is a wide world. Asking barakah is worshipping. Asking Jabaah is worshipping. Asking ignorants and other things is also worshiping So when these people did this mistake, they fall into shirk. And that's what exactly happened to the Christian Jew and the ignorant Muslims. When they start to respect, they they were respecting these people, then they exaggerate on these pious persons, then they worship them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hadith which is narrated by Al-Bukhari Muslim is a very important hadith for a Muslim to really think and study. As we said in the beginning, a true Muslim will always try to depend on the evidences of Quran and Sunnah. With full respect to these imams, to these scholars, the major Imams Abu hanifa Al-Shafi'i, Ahmed, and Malik with full respect for the Ulama anywhere in this world. But before all of them we are, we are supposed to respect the evidences of Qur'an and Sunnah. If someone says that I am ignorant, I cannot really differentiate, I cannot even read Arabic, I cannot read Qur'an and Sunnah, I don't know how to understand them, we say fine. You depend on Ulama fatwa one understanding. But what in mind that if one day you receive a hadith and someone explains to you this hadith is said by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it's correct hadith and it means that what you are doing is incorrect, you have to stop doing what you are doing and go to the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What if my Imam, say I'm, I'm from hanbali as they call him, Ahmad bin Hanbal. What if my Ahmed bin Hanbal, my Imam says that you do this in salah, you put your hand in your belly button, But I later on discovered that there is a hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Stronger than the hadith which is defended by Ahmad ibn Hanbal To say that you put your hands on your chest Not in the belly button Shall I follow Ahmad ibn Hanbal or follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No question Very clear and very important So that's the case we say Every Muslim should try Even if he is ignorant, he should try to understand Quran and Sunnah because he is required to follow them this hadith of Abi Sa'id, al-Khudri that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ كَانَ It's very important hadith. Although that does not mean he is accepting that. He is telling us that this will happen, yes. But that does not mean that he is allowing us. So somebody will say, okay, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that we will follow Christian Jew. Okay, so we will obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and follow Christian Jew. Astaghirullah. What kind of understanding is this? He is only warning us from falling into this problem. And we said before that there are warnings of Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه in his hadith, if you read them, you will find that he is from a lot of things that he knew, sallallahu alayhi wa that if we fall into these cases, we will end up with the polarism. Like the case of praying in the graveyard. Or cemetery. Actually, a person who is praying in the cemetery, he is not worshipping the graves. No, he is just doing that because Shaitan came to him and said, if you do this in the cemetery, you will feel more khushu'. Your salah will be stronger because you are between the dead people, so you remember the death, so you are doing your salah fantastically. Right? Prophet Muhammad told us not to do so. Clearly in the Hadith, we have already mentioned before. So we have to stop, even if we don't understand, saying, Ya Allah, this is better, even better, praying in the cemetery or graveyard is better than praying in the masjid. They have more khushu' and there. I feel more kushu to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I read the Quran I feel so, I cry, I weep. Even though. Since Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before that told us not to do so, we are not supposed to do it. Even if our minds say no, it's better. No, it's not better. Because we do not see how far. In the long run, what will happen to us when we go on with this case? And that's exactly what Muhammad told us in the hadith which is narrated by Ibn Abbas of Allah about the case of the people of Noah. I told you about that before how these five, five, five persons died at almost the same time. What, the, what shaitan came to tell people when they are so sorry and so sad about them to make idols for them. Pictures of them. graves of them. Then just to remember their ibadah so they will make a lot of ibadah to Allah. Wa taala. But later on generation after generation they thought that their elders they are not only following them in their ibadah but they are also asking them and worshipping them. So, it, so they start to ask them for barakah and things, and then they ended up with worshipping these dead people. Why Muhammad in the hadith of Abu al al-Asadi that Ali ibn Abi Talib عنه, said Shall I show you, what, what? shall I tell you what Muhammad told me to do? You never see a grave which is higher than it's supposed to be, make it the same, the same of earth, more than, no more than Shibir. Shibir is like this, about 20 centimeters. If you see any pictures, just destroy it. Why? Why Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam tells Ali ibn Abi Tal to do so? Does he like to destroy things? Is Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam telling Ali ibn Abi Tal to disrespect the dead people in the graves by destroying their graves and make them only levels like this? Astaghfirullah. But Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam aband the from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala knew that if we start to raise up the graves if we start to make names and good words about them that this will lead us with the khatawat to shaitan, the steps of shaitan, to worship them one day. Did this happen? You can see. You can't judge by yourself. When you see all of these areas in the Muslim land where people, Muslims unfortunately, go to this these graves and ask them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swear by them and give Qurban. Give Sadaqa to these graves. Why? Thinking that this they did the, 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 oh, the person who is in this grave, if you give fadaqah, he will take care of you. Astaghfirullah. And then they, they, they reached the point, which is a story which is very famous. That one ship was traveling from Yemen to Jeddah. That was a long time ago. Among us, the people who, were in the, who was on the, the ship, there was one monotheist.. person, Manaf Muawi. The rest where you used you, 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 you to you, you worship graves. So when they had a uh, very bad weather, as they call it, lot of waves and the, the, the ship was going to sink, they start to call the graves. Aydarus, other names, Khalandar Babas, go on. So that manifest person said, wait, wait, what are you doing? We should call Allah, yeah? Why you call these this, this people? So they said, oh, you are the, the problem now, you are the, the reason that we are going to sink, throw in them in the, in, the, in the ocean. Now the manifest is becoming the bad one. لَا ilaha إِلَّا الله. And he tried to convince these people, they refused to accept. He convinced them only to leave him alone, he will not say anything, خلاص. Otherwise they throw in him the, in, the, in, the, in the sea. Muslims reach this point, means that they are in the steps of shaitan, they are following the Christian and Jew. Why we, re- we press a lot? Why we talk a lot about this case? Because this is the first step we have to talk about. This is the most important thing we have to talk about. If we make mistakes in salah, or in wudu, or in zakah, or in hajj, or in on, we always ask Allah for forgiveness, it's because we all make mistakes. But if someone makes mistakes in monadism, and he falls into polarism, no, this is another case. This is not going to be accepted, unless, of course, the conditions you know, you remember. So what we need actually is to follow Muhammad in his way of da'wah. And Giving the sequence of important things first. First things first. When he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabbar to Yemen, what did he tell him? Did he tell him to ask them for sadaqah or zakah or hajj first? Or for salah first? No. He made a condition. Call them for salah. Call them for rada ilaha illallah. Then he said, if they accept this, then call him. Call them for. Salah. So there is if, and this is a condition. And this they accept la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There is nothing, no, no, nothing, to talk about. So that's why Muhammad wasallam, one of the reasons, one of the wisdom that Muhammad sallallahu wasallam spent ten years, spent ten years in Mecca before Isra and Mi'raj He did not call people for Salah or or Hajj or Zakah because they did not accept. Yes, la ilaha illallah. Some of the people accept la ilaha illallah, but this they refuse. They object or reject this la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah So he can't have to, he had to, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to wait upon the order of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until they understand la ilaha illallah and accept it then he will call them for salah 10 years of 23 years of his life d'awah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he did not call for salah wa sallam wa haj wa sallam four pillars of Islam was not mentioned only la ilaha illallah wa muhammad rasulullah so this is the case we are talking all about. We say that just check it out. Check the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa When he told us about these cases of Christian and Jew and how they fell into the problem then you understand why we are really pressing a lot on this case. Why we are really emphasizing on this case because when we talk about it when we take care of our Muslim brothers who are falling into this then we are directing them to the right track. If a Muslim dies without using miswak. Probably most of you, maybe you don't know this, Ms. Maybe you did not use it in your country. Maybe it's not available in your country. If a Muslim dies without using this, although it's a sunnah, he will not go to Jahannam. He will not go to Jahannam. He, he did not make a sunnah for some reason, that's alhamdulillah. If someone does not pray, any other salah except the four, five swords, he will not go to Jahannam. But if one person do the best of his, of his efforts, to Urshuballah and salah, five blocks, so month from uh, blood, and so on. But he is going to the graveyard and ask them instead of Allah, all of his doing is nullified fruitless, useless, voided Who says so? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallace Rakula habita anhumma khanuya What Whatever they have they are doing is done, finished. nullified Just because they made polytheism. Because they destroyed the first pillar of Islam, which is La Ilaha Illallah. When they destroy it, then whatever comes after that is not accepted, not accepted at all. The second hadith is the hadith of Thawban radiAllahu Allah, which is narrated by Muslim that Muhammad صلى said that Allah Taala showed him the whole earth, east and west. And his ummah will reach, the, 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 ruling of his ummah will reach these areas that he saw, as Allah ta'ala showed him. That's nothing in a dream, by the way. That's the reality. But how Allah ta'ala showed him, some people say that Allah gave him more strings in his sight, so he saw, and some other, which is correct, that Allah ta'ala showed him, we do not know how he did, but he did, because Allah, ala qadir. And now you can see, by this, yani space, يعني, uh, should, you can see the earth in one time so easy in fact you have it at home in a plastic bowl you can see you make earth like this you can see it all so if Muhammad is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rest of them Allah wa ta'ala cannot show him this all of this so he showed them subhanahu wa ta'ala, showed Muhammad, ﷺ, showed Muhammad ﷺ east and west of this earth by the way notice the hadith said east and west and he just say north and, and south then you will see that the ruling of Muslims did not go much in the north or in the south. It went more in the east and more in the west. Went to, to Morocco in the west, maybe more later on, and to Kazakhstan in these areas, you know, almost to Siberia in the east. But to north and south is very limited. And that's part of the case of the Hadith, you can check it But This of the hadith is really talking about more important cases, but we want to talk about the case of our chapter in here. Because, as you remember, al-Bukhari, by the way, when you read his book, Sahih al-Bukhari, you find that he brings the hadith, and he takes only one part of it. He wants to talk about a case, so he makes a headline, he made a headline, then he makes the Hadith, which is talking about this, or part of the Hadith is talking about this. So we are trying now to take this hadith. We cannot talk about the whole hadith, because it's a very long hadith. it will take us a long, so long time, and talk about so much different cases. But we want to talk about the case, which is our major in the case of this chapter number 23. So he mentioned after that that al barqani one of the Hadith collectors, he said in his sahih that Muhammad وسلم said. وَلَا تَقُومُ السَّاعَةَ حَتَّى يَلْحَقَ حَيٌّ مِنْ أُمَّتِي بِالْمُشْرِكِينَ وَحَتَّى تَعْبُدَ فِي آمٍّ مِنْ أُمَّتِي الأوثان. آه.. this is محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم is telling us in this hadith this hadith by the way is not part of the muslim narration, no but it's actually corrected by al-albani and also Sheikh al-bani and some others طيب he said this hadith that the hour will not come until part of my ummah will be following the polytheists. يلحق in Arabic means they will follow they will follow them in their worshipping so they will they worship they will worship part of his ummah will, will worship idols they will follow the mushrikeen the politics in worshipping idols by the way this happened in some parts in Saudi Arabia in here part of one of the famous tribes in Saudi Arabia, long time ago, became Shia, followers. Shia are That's not no so clear, because they are calling al Hassan and Ali, and they are also having Bala'im in the side of Hrububiyya by thinking that Allah, or saying that Allah is not the only one who knows the Ghayb. Also, Ali ibn Abi Talb, his deceitling, knows, they know the unseen world, which is the Ghayb. While Allah clearly said in his holy book, يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Only Allah, they say no Also, Ali ibn Abi Talib and his 11 descending sons, are know, or they know the ghibos. So actually Shia are polyphists, but they are hidden polyphists. So we call them hypocrites. They are more like hypocrites, especially if they are among Muslims. They do show their kufr. They do show their polyphism. Part of their paradigm, as I told you, this side of Rebubiya, the side of Elohia, also they have some strange understanding of this deal by saying that Quran has been changed and the Quran you have only one third of their Quran, which is called Mus'haf Fatima. Where is this? Three times of our Mus'haf, where is it? It is hidden in Iraq. Since more or for more than one thousand years. SubhanAllah, Quran is descended by Allah to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, the best person ever walked in earth and the last messenger of Allah who was sent to the whole human beings after that time. And this Quran is hidden and lost. What's the use of this Quran then? So this case now nowadays, but they don't show you this case. They don't say this in front of everybody. When you talk to them, no, no, astaghfirullah Quran, we love Quran, we believe in Quran, we believe in Sahaba, but why well, they are a big, big liars. They are actually hiding their cover and that these are her they are showing Islamic in good intentions and they are hiding or concealing kufr and bad intentions including to say that Jibreel was unhonest that Jibreel was supposed to bring the message to Ali ibn Abi Talib but he, made a, he not made a mistake he intentionally gave it to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi it's major kufr very, very, very clear major cover. but they don't show this to you they don't say this to everybody no they hide this because they know Muslims will not accept, not accept that. So they show good intentions and conceal bad intentions and gophers. So they are kafirs in this case. But they are hypocrites by this way. So in this hadith we are mentioning now. That Muhammad is telling us clearly. Very clear that part of his ummah will follow the mushrikeen. And part of his ummah also will worship Stashis. Will worship idols. Did this happen? Yes. Yes, it happened and you can see it now happening. And as we said before, just to make يعني, the, the self defensive or sincerity away from ourselves, even in here in this area, 200 years ago almost or more, this area used to worship trees, graves, caves, things you cannot believe. They used to worship that. And written in the history, if you read the history of this area, the area of Najd, which is containing Riyadh and the areas around. They say that there was a grave said to be. The grave of zayd ibn Khattab, brother of Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu anhuma. Beside al here, beside the diriyah People used to come to this grave and make tawaf unto it, and they sacrifice for it, and they share their heads for it. And they call it instead of Allah. So don't be amazed. That what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said is happening, it happened and it's happening after. Still happening among some Muslim countries now. Some Arabian countries also. You would be amazed if I told you one story about an Arabian country. The city which is beside the sea. One day they found a man floating on the sea. For a long time. But he was not... For some reason Allah wanted. He is not rotten. So they said, ah, oh, this is wali. The wali means a pious person. So they took him, they buried him, and they made a doom for him, a building for him, and they start to make barakah, ask barakah from him. Believe it or not, that dead person was a Christian, Italian Christian. But he's a wali. Who Baba. Who cares? Since he, he is found this way, then he is a win <laughs> Muslims, they are not. They are Arabs. They read Quran and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه clear in front of them. They still. Because Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه told us that it will happen in his ummah and it's happening now. So many stories if you read, if you check, you will be so amazed to find such things that are happening among Arabs and the others. This is really the case we want to discuss in the case of uh, chapter number 23. Just to remind ourselves, brothers, that whoever says that this ummah will never fall into shirk or polytheism, he is mistaken. He is so mistaken because you can see this in reality and if reality is not enough we will say that hadith of Muhammad is enough and he told us this will happen. Then comes the question here. If you say so and you believe so what am I supposed to do? I believe that. What I said Ah, wait, wait, wait. You are created for an important reason. Remember that. We are created not to eat and enjoy life and have women and children and so on. This is not the reason for creation in here. No. We are created to worship Allah. And one of the most important cases in worshiping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to learn the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and believe in it and practice it in our lives and call for it. Confess it to the people. To save our Muslim brothers from falling into polarism. Can can't you see the people around you? When you go to your country, your area, you will see people are going to the graves and instead of Allah's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you see this? And you keep silent? You are not allowed to do this. We are not allowed to do this. We are supposed to take care of these Muslim brothers. Because they are falling into shirk and they may, if they die like this, they go to Jahannam. Don't we have mercy for these Muslim brothers? Don't we have mercy for our Muslim brothers? I don't need a boss to go and take care of these people and try to move them away from politics? Save them from jahannam. Allah wa ta'ala told in his holy book. Ya anfusakum wa nara wa nasu wal hijara. Save yourself. Save yourself and your children and your family from jahannam. How? By more food? By neat clothes? By fancy cars? No but by saving them from falling into polygism especially. Saving them, of course, you will not allow your, ch- your child to be addicted to drugs, will you? You will not allow your, children, your child to fall into drinking alcohol. You will not allow your child to fall into zina. That's for sure. Maybe he is falling into politics, which is worse. Yani, a person who, d- who drinks alcohol or, fall in- or addicted to drugs, uh, or he may- makes zina and he does not repent until he dies, he not going to be settled in Jahannam. If he goes to Jahannam, he will not be settled in Jahannam. That's for sure. But the person who dies with terrorism, he will be settled in Jahannam. Who said so? Allah Ta'ala. Jannah is forbidden for him. He will be settled in Jahannam. Na'wudu Billah. Even if he prays five times a day, blossom, Even if he fast Ramadan, bless. Even if he pays zakah, bless. And Even if he go to hajj so many times. Yes, even though. Since he broke the first pillar of Islam, which is la ilaha illallah, what comes after that is useless. So that's why we say brother, yani we have to discuss it. Sometimes we repeat what we say, sometimes why? Because we need to remember. وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين. الله سبحانه وتعالى سلك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم تري مايد. وذكر مايد. He said وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين. Is going to be beneficial for who? For مؤمنين. سبحان الله يعني we are reminding مؤمنين. We are not reminding كافر now. We are not reminding مشرك. We are not reminding Christian or Jew. We are reminding مؤمنين about this وَذَكِّرْ فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين. تنفع it will be beneficial for us when we remind. When I remind you, I remember myself first of all that I should really think of it. I should remind myself first of all before I remind you. Before I come to this message, I have to think what I am going to say. Suppose I am supposed to be the first one who will take care of it. But also I give the chance to remind my Muslim brothers. Reminding. I'm not teaching you. I know you know better. You know better than I say, but actually it's just a Reminder. So, reminding you will remind me also, then we will work in the track of Muhammad. Then we will be good enough to carry the message of Muhammad all around. How high this rank when a person is carrying the mission of Muhammad? How important is the person who is carrying the mission of Muhammad doing the duty of Muhammad by conveying this deal to all the others. Especially, especially in the case of Tawheed, monotheism. Especially when he says, you just put in mind, if you save one person from polarism, and he become a good Muslim, every good deed he is doing, you are getting copy of it. So when you come in the judgment day, you find mountains of hāsanat good deeds, that you cannot do by yourself. It is because those people you have saved already, and the people who they, these people have saved, and the people who have saved, and go on. If you call one person and die, and this person became better than you by learning deen and calling the other, then he is working for you. And who is there if he is calling, also they are working for you. Because you are getting, you are gaining cover of the azure of each one of them. Maybe you are sleeping at home. You are not praying at night, tahajjuh, Because you are tired or you are busy. But you are gaining a lot of ajal of these people who are praying the whole night. Just imagine. Why? Because you believe that the deen of Muhammad is the best. Not only believing. Because theories are not enough. A lot of people they believe. Wallahi oh, this deen fantastic. Wow, we love Muhammad for so him. Wallahi. Like, too busy to do so. Too busy. That means you don't believe. This person who is not really following Muhammad he does not believe in his deen. Because if we believe that this deal of Islam is the best deal, then why are we not really taking care of it? Why aren't we breakfast? Yani, SubhanAllah, kafirin, the Kuffar knew it better than us. When they say, when you come to them to call them to Islam, they look at you. They say, why don't you practice Islam by yourself? If this deal was good, you will practice by yourself. But it's no good, so I'm not, I'm not taking it. So we Muslims now, one of the major reasons to make people review, review Islam. Because we are not practicing Islam. How come we say we are Muslim and we believe in Islam and we have deep belief in Islam, but we are not practicing Islam? Nobody wants to this. Kafirin, they understand this. I told you about, before about that story of that Pakistani Da'iya, preacher, uh, alim. He came in Hyde Park in London and he made a fantastic preach about Islam, fantastic speech about Islam. And people will say, mashallah, la ilaha illallah, and maybe, you know. But one of the people was there in the age, maybe he was a drunk even. He said, all what you have said about Islam is fantastic. But where are the people of Islam? You want me to show you? Go to the barn. Go to the dirty places. You find your Muslim, Arab Muslims there. You people from the Indian subcontinental used to call us the sons of Sahaba. Your elders maybe, new ones maybe they are not. The elders ones, and yeah, those people before when they go to India and Pakistan and and, and uh, Bangladesh and Afghanistan these areas, people received them there like the sons of Sahaba, thinking that they are still the sons of Sahaba, not only by the chain, but by the following they do. But when they discover that these are the sons of Sahaba. Sons of Sahaba are doing bad things. So they get shocked. We do not need the sons of Sahaba if they are not in the right track. In fact, we hate the cousin, the uncle of Muhammad ﷺ, Abu Lahab. We hate him. Although he is the uncle of Muhammad sallallahu sallam. Why? Because he is a cousin. Whoever does not follow the deen of Muhammad ﷺ, we hate him. Whether he is so close or far away. أو أو the closest ones If they are against the deen of Muhammad We have to hate them And the far ones If we are following the deen of Muhammad We love them Because this is what Allah وتعالى, And Muhammad Told us to do That's the deen That's the case of modernism or tawheed we have to talk about it once, twice, ten times, thirty times, because this is the case where Muslim really should understand until it's so clear to him. That's why I always ask you after that: Do you have any questions? Because if you have any questions, we can discuss it. We can see. Maybe I'm mistaken. Tell me. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Tell me that you have made a mistake. such, and such. I'll say, I'll Go and check it. And if I made if it's true, I made a mistake. I come and I apologize for you. And I did this before maybe some of your brothers remember that when one of your brothers asked me about the ring silver ring I said no it's not allowed then I went back home and I checked because somebody in the the temple told me no that was Muhammad sallallahu used to wear silver ring so I went back home and I, I checked the case I found yes I was mistaken so I mixed up the came and said yes I was mistaken Muhammad sallallahu alayhi was to wear silver ring so when you come and ask me or tell me something I made a mistake, I will say it to Khair. And that's part of Muhammad Qasan told us. ad Nafiha, Adil natiha ad Nafiha every time. Means you should advise your brother. Whenever you see something wrong in your brother, ask him. Advise him. Ask him maybe he's, he's not he doesn't know. And if he knows, then you advise. That's the deal of Muhammad. We are supposed to not only to learn it, not only to practice it not only to cohort but also to be patient for what we receive for it, these are four conditions as you remember in Surah al-Asr may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds and if you have any questions I'll be happy to hear from you by the way before we go on uh, we have two more weeks in Shaban uh, and I apologize that I cannot really make it to come in here so we'll stop in here until after Ramadan inshallah to continue discussing and the first inshallah chapter will be after Ramadan we'll be talking about the magic al Hopefully, inshallah, we'll be, if and health, will meet here inshallah after Ramadan. Now, if you have any questions, i will be happy to help. from you. Allah Khair for listening, you inshallah after Ramadan.